Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 779. Stone. Then again. And again. Each time only shoving me a few inches, but it kept me in a helpless, stumbling retreat until she managed to plant her foot behind mine, tripping me and sending me flat onto my back. Before I'd finished striking the ground, she already had hold of my wrist and soon had my arm tangled firmly in ivy on the oak. This pressed my face into the grass while putting uncomfortable pressure against my wrist and shoulder. For a second, I considered trying to struggle free, but only for a second. I was stronger than she was, but the whole point of positions like ivy on the oak and sleeping bare is to put pressure on the fragile parts of the body. You did not need a great deal of strength to attack the branch. I submit, I said. This is easier to say in a demic. Ve. An easy noise to make when you are winded, tired, or in pain. I'd become rather used to saying it lately. Kellyanne let go of me and stepped away, watching as I sat up. Kellyanne let go of me and stepped away, watching as I sat up. You really aren't very good, she said with, a, with brutal honesty. I am not used to striking young girls, I said. How could you become used to it? She laughed. To grow used to a thing, you must do it over and again. I expect you have never struck a woman, even once. Kellyanne extended a hand. I took it in what I hoped was a gracious manner, and she helped me pull me and she helped pull me to my feet. I mean where I come from, it is not right to fight with women. I do not understand, she said. They do not let the men fight in the same place as the women? I mean, for the most part, our women do not fight, I explained. Kellyanne rolled her wrist over, opening and closing her hand as if there were some dirt on the palm and she was absentmindedly trying to rub it off. It was the hand talk equivalent of puzzlement, a confused frown of sorts. How do they improve their katan if they do not practice? She asked. Where I come from, the women have no katan at all. Her eyes narrowed, then brightened. You mean to say they have a secret katan? She said, using the Aturan word for secret. Though her face was composed, her body vibrated with excitement. A ketan only they know that the men are not allowed to see. Kellyanne pointed over to the beach where our teachers sat, ignoring us. Vachette has such a thing. I asked her to show it to me many times, but she will not. Vachette knows another Katan? Kellyanne nodded. She was schooled in the path of joy before she came to us. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. The timing is so snappy when we're all together. Mm-hmm. 
Quilt is making this kind of gendered, gendered assumption about the world that he comes from, which is particularly wild because he just spent several months hanging out with, or not several months, but several weeks hanging out with a woman who is a perfectly competent fighter. So why hasn't he, it's funny that he has not questioned his assumptions that, oh yeah, where I come from, women don't fight. Well then, what did he make of Hespi? I mean, yeah. he, he says for the most part, of, I mean, for the most part of women do not fight. I, mm-hmm. I think it's him breaching the subject of there being gender roles that are not the same as, as the endemic ones to this little girl for the first time. And she has trouble wrapping her head around it. Yeah. But like, I guess you would, and we don't really get much of his internal thoughts about this on the page. So I guess I can't say with certainty what he thinks, even though he's met Hespi, he still has trouble with the idea of hitting a woman, uh, who's, you know, a perfectly capable fighter. So it's funny that he hasn't started to think about those cultural assumptions. But then again, when do any of us question our cultural assumptions? Yeah, and also this is a little girl. Like I bet if he was sparring with Vasha, he'd be okay with you know striking her. But this is like, what is she like? Tr- Eight year old? Yeah, she's like ten or something. Yeah. So I mean, I think even for us, even, even with the benefit, proceeded to kick my ass, I might think twice about it. Uh, maybe the ten year old girl. Even mm. you know, it would be tough. It'd be tough to unlead, unlearn that. So I don't know. I spend enough time around children. I feel like if a, if a ten year old girl or boy looked like they were about to kick my ass, I would definitely give it my all. It <laughs> children are vicious, man. Yeah, you got you to stop them before they get you. Also, though, I think that when Quoth first mentions like the oh I I haven't I'm not used to fighting with women, I think that Kellyanne takes it as, oh, because you're not good enough to fight with the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, her assumptions are really interesting. It's really interesting that, like, she cannot... First um, of all, she can't conceive of a world where you don't have a ketan, where yeah. everyone here has a ketan, and, like, they, and that sort of tells us something about uh, the Adem also, is that even if you, like, aren't a mercenary, you still, like, practice your ketan, and you still, mm-hmm. like, learn to fight, presumably. Well, in the same way that, ev- like, everyone is expected to have some understanding of the Lathani. It's kind of like, you know, kind of before the 20th century in, you know, Europe and in, you know, white North America, everyone, you know, was religious in some way or another. Everyone went, you know, to church. How fervently you did that, you know, how regularly you went, how, how thoughtful you were about your prayers, that was a matter of, like, you know, individuality. But it would have been really, like, if somebody didn't go to church, they would have been looked at with some suspicion, like, they don't go to any church at all. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, when I first read this, the idea of the secret Ketan, I wonder if she's not that far off in that Dena and others like her have had to learn a sort of secret self-defense language in order to exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wonder if that's, I don't know if we're supposed to, but certainly what I start to pick at when this is introduced to me is that Maybe there is a sort of secret ketan in a way that the women who are not the fighters have to have to learn and internalize here in, in the world and in our own world, perhaps. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, like I've been reading recently about how like the suffrage movement was not about like women wanting to work. It was about giving women power and agency because with their own ability to work and earn money, they were <laughs> they become free of their abusive husbands and things like that. Like they weren't shackled to the home in the way they were before. Like that's why the right to work as a woman is a liberation one and not like 
we love the jolly idea of going to work oh, every day. Oh, yes, labor. <laughs> Please, exploit my labor. No problem there. Well, and I, I think you're really on to something here. I think I also took that sense away from it. Like, both, both dis- kind of dismisses it out of hand. Like, no, no, they don't have a secret katan. But, like, well, doesn't every woman who lives in a sexist society have some kind of katan? Doesn't she, you know, know to hold her keys with the keys between her fingers when she walks to her car? You know, like, all that stuff. You say, check your corners before you turn a corner. You say, yeah. all the tricks. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I have no idea where I learned those things, but I know them. They're just, <laughs> but, like, exactly, like, it's, like, it's the secret self-defense language that you internalize living in, and it's, like, it, it's, you know, it's that's an example of privilege, right? Like, we, Jeremy and I, maybe we have our own anxieties that we've internalized, but we don't have to worry about being victimized day to day you know yeah i remember being genuinely kind of like flabbergasted when a one of in my early dating life a girl was like would you walk me home and i'm like you can get home by yourself it's perfectly safe (laughs) you weren't flattered no i was like i was annoyed i wanted to go home (laughs) what are you worried about oh this person i like walks wants me to spend more time with them how dare they well no she was asking because she didn't feel safe walking home at night and i fully did not understand why Mm. because i have never felt unsafe walking home at night in this metropolitan city that i live in which is an example of me not understanding that not everyone has the same experience that i do kind of what we're coming back around to is that both this little girl and Quoth come from very different experiences. Yeah, but even Quoth is not really... It may be in the same way that she's speaking from a place of naivete and dug in on her own assumptions about how the world works. Quoth is probably the same. Mm-hmm. Also speaking about his own assumptions about how the world works and not really speaking from a place of authority. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this one? I have no more notes. Uh, Gosh, I feel like there was more to say. You could read a letter instead. All right. This is a letter from the Discord. Uh, Our magical friend John writes, Dear Mr. Mailbag, on today's episode, page 737, Unmentioned Unobtainium, you talk about why Vashit was refused by three other schools before being accepted by Shaheen. My theory on this is that other schools, especially those of a more traditional mindset, are likely put off by the ways and habits that a student of a different school has already learned. I liken it to being taught to drive by your cousin that has three DUIs and more parking tickets than you can count. Then you head to the professional instructor who doesn't ha- want to deal with the habits uh, you have picked up from your cousin. Happy holidays, signed Magically John. I think that's definitely part of it. Like, if, if these schools kind of want to preserve their teachings in their traditional form, then it is just, it's the same reason that, you know, they don't want to teach Anakin or Luke in Star Wars because, like, they're, they're, they're too old. Too old to begin the training. He's already, like, absorbed too much of, like, you know, being a regular person and not enough of being a Jedi. Similarly, I can see there being an argument for, like, they have learned too much of this way of doing things. It'll be that much harder to teach them our way because first we'll have to unteach them all the stuff that they've learned that's wrong. You must which is learn what you have learned. Exactly. Which is, of course, what happens with Quoth, right? Like, that's basically what Vashet tells Quoth. Like, you have to unlearn all your silly barbarian ideas in order to get, you know, in order to get this stuff. And that's what we talk about on today with with uh, with Vasha. This is, I guess, the other thing we could, we could have talked about on today's page is the uh, the secret the the quote unquote secret. It's the Katon of the path of joy. We learned something about the Katons actually. Like we've learned already that 
there's a Katon for each school, but now we know that they keep them jealously. Mm-hmm. This maybe is a parallel to uh, Kellyanne keeping her move jealously. Like, it's mm-hmm. the same idea. You wouldn't just teach your Katon willy-nilly. And it also shows, again, like, it's one thing. Like, they don't even teach their Katon to other schools of Adam. To teach a Katon to a barbarian is wild. Mm-hmm. And this also gives a little more context to the betrayal. It's not that... I mean, maybe... Tempe betrayed the Adam, but in particular, he betrayed the school by teaching the Ketan. Mm-hmm. And it also then reflects that... Um, the school can't keep their secrets? Well, it reflects badly on the school that way. No, I was going to say that like it reflects that Shaheen is particularly kind of liberal-minded and forward-thinking because not only has she taken in this student who has already been taught by another school and is willing to teach her their Ketan as well after she was rejected by several schools, but she's also willing to teach their Katan to a barbarian. It kind of emphasizes that Shaheen is like doing something that really goes against the cultural grain, mm. so to speak. But is to Shaheen of the Lathani. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you raise a good point that like Vashet and Quoth have a lot in common in that way, in that Vashet couldn't find another teacher. She was refused by other schools Maybe for this reason, that they don't want to be mixing Kitans. And Vashet, or uh, Shaheen, being more open-minded, brought her in. And then that's that's interesting. The idea that there's something in common there between Well, Vashet that's probably why Shaheen Quoth. might have paired Vashet yeah. with Quoth. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are other teachers as skilled and well-known as Vashet, but Shaheen paired Vashet with Quoth because of their connection. Yeah, it's a pay-it-forward situation. Yeah, that's a good point. How ironic would it be? Because, like, Carceret was, like, excited when Vashet got his knife. She's like, oh, yeah, Vashet's really going to, like, you know, lay the herd on him. But, in fact, if Jordan is right, then Shaheen paired them up because, like, these people are quite alike in that they are both hungry for knowledge and that knowledge is forbidden to them for a variety of reasons. And I think that... And outsiders after a fashion. yeah, Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, And I think we're going to see on tomorrow's page that uh, Quoth and... uh, Celian also have something like that in common. Well, butter my biscuits. Let's mosey on down to the next page town. On page? Uh, the wind, y'all. Hey. 